how you have to acquire more skills. You have to be willing to push that envelope. And let's label it down into two categories. You have hard skills and you have soft skills. Let's finish it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just want to win. Yeah, LABB, who we running with? Yeah, 2233, I'm on 10 again. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and this is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. It's a solo episode. Just me and you. No guest. No Dave. I'm only in your earbuds. And the reason this is a solo episode is because I'm absolutely fired up about this topic and this topic alone which is a priority list. Now, you might be like, oh, this, 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 this episode is going to absolutely suck. Priority list? Are you kidding me, Spiker? This is what we're doing. We're, I'm, I'm literally working out right now, and I'm going to listen to you about priority lists. I'm studying for my test right now, and I'm listening to priority lists. I'm cleaning the dishes. I'm vacuuming, and I'm going to listen to you to do priority lists. Wait a sec. Don't turn me off yet. I want to talk about the recruiting process, and this is going to tailor in the things that are outside of life and why sports and youth sports is so important. When I was playing, my coaches would always say, like, you're learning so much about life skills right now. You are setting yourself up for success outside of sports. And I'd be sitting there and be like, bro, I'm going to the league. You have no idea. I'm going to college. I'm going to the league. I'm going to get paid. I wasn't thinking about life skills. I wasn't thinking about the things that needed to get done in my life and understand the principles and the pillars so that I was able to be successful in whatever I wanted to do. I could be able to follow that passion that I wanted to work on because I was able to implement those priorities. I was able to implement those pillars. Now, when we talk about maps, we need a map to go somewhere. And that's what the priority list is. And we got, I got that from my coaches. Every football season, when I was doing summer camp and doing two-a-days and throwing up, like if you played football, you know what I'm talking about. It was miserable. But during that time, there was a priority list that our coaches were trying to check off to make sure that we were ready for the season. Same thing happened in baseball. We had a little mini spring training, and then we were heading straight into the season. I do it right now with our teams. There's a certain amount of check marks that we have to get before we can get step ourselves onto the field. And if we don't get those check marks, we have a lot of work to do. I feel like there's a problem with recruiting, and it goes back to the conversation we had with Brandon in our latest episode and he's a t- and he's a, t- a tournament prevent a tournament event provider and he sees it all he he gets the best of both worlds he gets to see us in the club baseball scene and he gets to see the college coaches he also gets to see the pro guys as well so he he has a direct access and has a very unique perspective and he made this point players and parents struggle with the recruiting process because it's coveted information. 
I don't know if coveted is the right word, but the information isn't privy to everybody because if you're in the right circle, you, you know it, you know the material like, Oh, I got to do this. I do this, do this. And then sometimes they still struggle with it because you have to hear it over and over and over again. I didn't get good at this recruiting game until I was out of college. So just imagine when I was going through it and I had a dad that played football, played college football on a really good program. I even had my uncle the same way. He, he played college football. And when it was my turn to get recruited, I'd ask, Hey dad, what do I need to work on? He's like, well, uh, we got to figure it out because the recruiting space is completely different from football to baseball. So good luck. Like, really? He's like, yeah. The language is different. I mean, there's certain principles that are the same, certain pillars that are the same. I mean, there's scouts, there's players. They try to, the scouts try to recruit the players, but there's different things, the different communication styles, uh, different time frames, scholarship offers, all of that. I only had four years to figure this out. And then I realized I actually have six years because I can go to junior college. But again, that's a short time frame. And when the pressure's on, the pressure's on. And you, you, you start freaking out if you don't have your ducks in a row. Because there's a lot of players out there that don't have it when they get to junior, uh, when they're junior in high school or senior in high school. They're like, well, where are you going? I have no idea. I don't have it planned out. Because they don't want to have the conversation early on. My dad started having this conversation about college when I was in sixth, seventh, eighth grade in middle school. And I was like, I don't even know where I high, what high school I want to go to. And he's like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll figure it out. Well, we need to start thinking about what do you want to do in college? What do you want to do in outside of college? High school's important. We'll figure that out. But at the same time, we need to start figuring this thing out. And he started kind of grilling me, started kind of figuring out like what I liked, what I disliked what I was interested in, what I wasn't interested in, what sport I liked, what sport I disliked. Because he knew that when I got to high school, I had a very short time frame to figure out where I wanted to go to school. And when looking back on it, there was a priority list in, I don't know if he could verbalize it, but there was definitely a priority list that was being put into play. And I couldn't put it on paper. I couldn't write it out until I was a coach and I was a director because I see it every year with recruiting. And we've had conversations on the podcast about social media recruiting. Even Brandon talked about it and talked about the whole social media recruiting landscape and how to reach out to college coaches. Talked about all about the marketing. It's all about the marketing because that's the thing that is easy to talk about. That's the stuff that's there. There's tactics, there's plans, there's strategies. There's ways to get, to do certain things to get noticed. It's easy to talk about that stuff. But the thing that's not easy to talk about, which goes back to this podcast right now, because it's boring and you want to turn it off because it's priority list. That's not sexy. That doesn't, that doesn't get the juices going. Like whenever you get into a meeting, I, I know the parents are like, all right, we got to talk about a priority list. Ah, crap. This meeting is going to blow. 
I don't I don't want to do this meeting. But this is this is what we're going to talk about because in the recruiting space and it's the same in real life. Like if you think about the things that I'm about to mention right now, you could easily correlate it to other things that you're trying to accomplish. Just execute on this priority list and you'll be just fine. Cuz we do it in our business right now. First thing, before you can start marketing yourself to college coaches. Now again, you're not it's not a step by step thing. It's not like I'm going to do A, then B, then C. This is I'm going to have this at the top of my mind while I work on the other things, but I can't neglect this. My main focus is on this while I work on the other thing. So, here it is. The first two things that you need to worry about, and they go hand in hand, skill mastery, or sorry, skill acquisition and skill mastery. You have to be really, really good and be open-minded to acquiring new skills. And it's tough. If you're really good at this game right now, you think you got it all figured out. If you're struggling in this game, it's harder for you. Like, I had to acquire more skills. Are you kidding me? Spike, I'm already trying. I get it. I get it. But how you have to acquire more skills. You have to be willing to push that envelope. And let's label it down into two categories. You have hard skills and you have soft skills. In diamond sports, baseball and softball, your hard skills, how hard do you throw, how far you can hit the ball, How hard does the ball come off your bat? How fast can you run? Hard skills. How good's your glove work? How good's your footwork? How good's your defense? Soft skills. How good is your anticipation? Can you anticipate a play? How good can you read it? How good can you read the ball? How good are you in game scenarios? Reading different types of scenarios. How's your communication? How's your leadership? Those are just examples. There's, there's more. How to develop hard skills? Pretty simple. You got to have an instructor or someone that's, that knows how to get you those skills or learn on your own, be self-taught. And then on your soft skills, or, and also in hard skills, being able to compete at a high level, we'll get to that one. But in your soft skills, being able to compete playing the game a lot, experiencing it a lot. But also, this is the kicker that a lot of players don't like to do, and I didn't like to do it either until I had a college coach that taught me how to do it. Read books of the top performers. Know the ins and outs. And top performers, that just doesn't mean athletes. That means in different industries because they have thoughts that are going to change your world. Here's an example. Relentless, Tim Grover, one of my favorite books. <laughs> In the podcast with Brian Fitzmorris, he was making fun of Relentless. But again, it's a really good book, and it's easy to make fun of because it's, it's very hard. It's very harsh. It's very to the point. It's gut-wrenching. And you'll get it when you read it. But the mindset of it and giving you a glimpse of what highly competitive people are like, 
that will help you tremendously. Jocko Willick on SEAL Team 1, author, great, great author. Talks about strategies, tactics of leadership. That is a must read. That's how you start developing your soft skills because when you read about something where someone has experienced the greatest of great, if you're on SEAL Team 1, you're fighting the bad guys and you're, you're training hard or relentless with Tim Grover working with the top performing athletes of all time, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. It gives you an insight on how those soft skills really put into play. Mentioned it last podcast, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, it's actually the next episode that's coming up with John Muscott. Tom Brady is not necessarily the best quarterback in the league. He doesn't have the crazy dazzling arm. He can't run past defenders. But what he's really good at is the leadership side. He's really good at game strategy. He's really good at process orientation. He knows how to deliver a plan and execute the plan and then being able to adjust off that plan. That's what makes Tom Brady the GOAT. That's what makes him Tom Brady. Moving on, strength and performance training. We talked about this with Brian Fitzmorris. So it's getting better in this space. People are understanding like how important strength and performance training is. This doesn't mean I want to get ready for beach season. This doesn't mean I want to get the biggest, baddest muscles of all the land. It doesn't matter how big your muscles are. It matters how you're able to use them and how efficiently you can use them. And strength and performance is, yeah, it's going to get you bigger. Yeah, you're going to get stronger. But more importantly, it's going to amplify the skills that you are acquiring and you're starting to master. That's what matters. I could care less if you look like The Rock. Look at Tom Brady, going back to that, that example. He's not the strongest dude, but he works out a ton. My point is this, is that if you look at the guys that are performing at a high level, like Michael Jordan training, his priorities were skill acquisition and skill mastery. And then he had the strength and performance side that made him better, that amplified his skills. He didn't have strength and performance, number one. That was not number one. Number one was skill acquisition and skill mastery. Strength and performance was number three. Number four, you have to play a highly competitive summer schedule to be seen. You have to play a highly competitive schedule. Now, again, you might not be ready to be seen. You might not ready to be marketed. But the big thing here is to play a schedule that challenges your skill set. There are a number of players that will play below their skill set and they'll be the biggest fish in the pond and they'll just absolutely destroy everybody because they feel comfortable in that situation because they have a couple friends on the team and they're, they're, they, love, they love hanging out with their friends, which is great. That's, that's good. Have that be your secondary team, but that can't be your primary team because again, if you're wanting to get to a space where you get recruited, you have to play a really strong schedule. You have to play competitively. 
where you're experiencing the trials and tribulations. You're experiencing the wins and the losses. Now, should you go out and be in this league to where it's way above your skill level? No, because then your confidence is going to get shot. And then you're like, man, this sucks. I hate my life. That's not what you want. Now, again, if you're mentally tough to handle that, go for it. All in. If you're willing to take a beating every single day, sure, let's go for it. But that's not my recommendation. My recommendation is playing a schedule that is challenging your skill set to a degree where you're experiencing some wins and you're experiencing some losses. It's a balancing act. You got to know what your schedule is and you got to be able to compete. Number five. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. We're getting into the real stuff that is easy to talk about, which is the marketing side. Understand, I'm on five. That's not number one. Number one and th- number one through four is all about experience and skills. That's all it is, and that's where your that's where your main thoughts need to be at. Now, from the marketing standpoint, number five: attend trusted third-party showcases where decision makers value their opinion. Right now in Diamond Sports, well, let's just say baseball. Right now, the third-party venue or vendor that scouts really enjoy hearing from and get gathering information from are PBR and Perfect Game showcases. Showcases. Now, I know there's showcase tournaments, and I mean that's just a marketing name, but showcases where you go to a field for an after for a morning. And you show off your hard skills. How hard do you throw? How fast do you run? How hard do you hit the ball? Those are the hard skills. That's what they're. That's what the showcase is for. Let's see what the metrics are. Let's. You have. You have ability. You think you have ability? Come to our showcase. Show it off, and then we'll we'll give you a write up and give you a rating, and then we'll give you your metrics and show you how you stack up against everybody else at your age group. And that's super important. You need to know that. Just don't go to some random showcase that the third-party vendors don't know who they are or the scouts don't know who those third-party vendors are because they value value the opinion of PBR and Perfect Game right now. And it could change in five years. I don't know. I don't know what the market's going to do. But right now, that's what matters. And you can market that. Which gives us a number six, which is to create your internet footprint. You've got to create your internet footprint. We've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. And we talked about it with Brandon with 2D Sports. And the question was, do you think social media is relevant in the recruiting game? And he said, short answer, are they getting offers off of social media? Probably not. But they're definitely getting branded through social media. And if I was a player, I would make sure that I'm out there and in the open. I'm giving my metrics. I'm giving my updates. I'm making sure that my Twitter game is relentless. And I'm putting out stuff that can move the needle forward 
and it might not be relevant now, but it might be relevant when scouts start noticing me in my highly competitive schedule when they see me or in the showcase that they hear from me um, from another scout because they saw me on PBR, a perfect game. You have to know where the decision makers are spending their time. Right now, it's Twitter, email, and text. Basically, everything that deals with their phone. That's where their attention is. So you've got to be really good. You don't have their phone number, which I don't think you, I I would not recommend you trying to search out for their phone number and texting them. When I would tell, what I would suggest to you, which is a soft skilled marketing approach, which is not in your face, is developing a good email marketing plan where you're emailing coaches and trying to develop a relationship and then being able to tweet out tweet out your videos because it doesn't not one tweet's going to get you a scholarship but you branding yourself and developing your name will it's all about how good can you play how good are you on that field do you know how to win do you have good hard skills can you throw hard can you run fast can you hit the ball far what's your exit velocity that's what they care about because then they can equate that to their team wins. And they got to know your soft skills. They want to know who you are, which is super important. I want to know what I'm signing up for. I want to know what I'm marrying. I want to know what I'm investing in because I want to invest in them. And the best way to relay that information is developing your Twitter account and your social media accounts and going on the offensive rather than the defensive. Because there's a lot of people out there that tell you, audit your, audit your social media. I used to be one of those people. Don't say anything bad. Don't do anything horrible. Don't do something stupid. Don't spout off. I don't want to be defensive. I want to be offensive. I want to create the brand that I want to create. I want to surround, I want to surround my name with positivity. I want to I want to throw out my numbers. I want to show them that I'm working out. I want to show them what I'm doing with in school. I want to show them what I'm doing on um, outside of school. I'm trying to help people, how to try to help build my community, because that's just going to help me. Number seven, attend your targeted college camps. And this goes back to our conversation with Brandon at Two D. He said, people struggle with building authentic relationships. They just figure, hey, I'm going to send an email out to the whole Southeast corridor of colleges and see what sticks. That is not what's going to get you there. Now, you might, you might have a whole bunch of colleges email you back or send back camp information. That's usually what happens. Now you just, now you just had an overflow into your inbox of just camp info. Self-reflect. Know what, know what you want to do in school. Know what you want to do. Again, that, that, takes, a lot, that takes a lot of work. It takes a ton of work. It takes a lot of self, self, self-reflection. And you need, it, you need a group of people that's going to help you out. You need, you need to have some mentors that's going to guide you in the right direction. 
And that could be your coaches, that could be your teachers, that could be your parents, that could be that could be a number of people that you trust, that you know they're out there trying to help build you up and point you in the right direction. And how can you tell if that person is doing that? They get, they try to give you life skills. They try to they try to show you the path. They try to give you pillars. They try to give you discipline. They try to give you fundamentals. That's when you know that the person's real a real mentor, not someone that's just trying to sell you something. So once you start figuring out what you really want to do, like me, I wanted to go into entrepreneurship. I wanted to be in business. Um, reason for that, my dad did a, uh, started the franchises here in St. Louis for Meineke. Well, he was one of the first that started them in St. Louis, um, car auto repair, or right at that time it was mufflers. And then he was also in Mako doing um, auto body paint, helped with the branding and national presence for that, for that brand and helped with the franchisees. So I wanted to do something similar. I wanted to be in that space. Now, again, I had other interests. Like I thoroughly enjoyed uh, biology and I, and I was going to study that. Just didn't work out for my career or for my baseball career. So I did the thing that I, that I, I wanted to do, which was economics. It was right hand in hand with business. Really changed my perspective on how to approach the business world. Now, that didn't happen overnight. I had a whole team of people that helped me with that. That wasn't me that just came out of the blue and be like, I want to study economics. I want to study business. I want to study water polo on Thursdays. It takes a lot of work. That's why you need to have advisors. That's why you need to have mentors. That's why you need to have this group of people around you, surrounding you, and getting you pointed in the right direction. Because again, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you have so many hormones going through your body, you can't even think straight. You're just living it by hour by hour at that point. Then when you start getting into the 20 range, when you're 23, 24, 25, then it starts kind of figuring itself out. You start really realizing, oh, this is what I want to do. I mean, again, there's an argument there that we still don't know what we want to do. We're still trying to go through this life and try to figure out what our passion is. But anyways, going back to the point, you got you to target your colleges. You got to figure out what colleges you want to go to and show off your skills and build a relationship. Because if you just say, hey, I'm going to go... I'm going to go to all the D1 Power Fives and someone's going to pick me up. That's not going to work, man. Just not going to work. Try to build a relationship because everyone wants to play Power Five. Because you never know. Let's just say hypothetically, like here's an example. My dream school was Notre Dame and Missouri State. And I also was very interested in Jefferson Community College. And I was also interested in University of Central Missouri. And I started building a relationship with Missouri State and Notre Dame right away. Notre Dame didn't work out because I didn't have the grades, but I still got to know the coaching staff. Actually went up there, took a visit. They took me to a football game. It was awesome. Top 10 experience of all time was going to a Notre Dame football game. How they say that, how, how they say that's a top 10 experience. It's definitely a top 10 experience. It is awesome. But going back to the relationship with Coach Gutton, I've, I've explained this relationship on this podcast before. I built it. I actively reached out to him. 
I met with him. And then he saw me in junior college and told me to come down. That doesn't happen if I don't build the relationship. You got to be able to build it. And it might not have worked out with Coach Gutton. It could have been one of those things where I'm in junior college. He recognizes my name from a scouting standpoint. He's like, man, that Spiker kid's still around. Let's hear, let's hear about him. Cleveland Indian scout saw me play. He's like, hey, what do you know about him? Oh, he, he does this, 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 and this. Oh, well, I don't have any options for him. Well, maybe he can reach out to somebody else. Division two friend. Division three friend. That definitely happens. That definitely, definitely happens. Because they're trying to help players. They're trying to point them in the right direction. It might not be the best fit for that school at that point. Might be timing. You might not you might not have the timing right. But I'll tell you what, you keep pounding the pavement, you keep building your brand, you keep building relationships. It feeds on top of itself, and next thing you know, you're at the school that you should be at. Instead of, hey, I'm going to spray emails every single place, far and wide. I'm going to reach out to the University of Alaska. I don't even think they have a baseball program, but I'm going to reach out to the University of Alaska and see if they want me to come. Because, hey, I could, I'm better than the majority of the players in Alaska. That, that does not work. It does not. You got to build depth. It's about how deep you can go with the relationship, not how far wide you go with relationships. Because there's only so so many relationships you could manage. Go deep with them. Pick out your schools that you know that are going to be good fits for you. Again, that's a lot of self-reflection. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of communication. It's a lot of work. But I'm telling you what, it's worth it. So review. Again, here's your priority list. Skill acquisition. Skill mastery. Strength and performance training. Playing a highly highly competitive summer schedule. Attend trusted third-party showcases where decision makers value their opinion. Number six. Create your internet footprint and expand in the areas where decision makers are spending their time. Number seven, attend your target college camps. That's your priority list. The, the, the ones that are up at the top have more weight than the ones at the bottom. You don't need to buy this fancy tool or this fancy gizmo, this fancy software you don't need any of that. All of the information is at the, uh, is at the palm of your hand right now. Now, will some of those tools help you and get you to the next part? Sure, definitely could. It could, be, it, could be the, it could be the thing that gets you over the top and gets you to build that relationship even further. Not discounting that. But what I'm telling you now, though, is that that priority list that I just went over is far more important than the thing that you're trying to satisfy, which is, I want to get to college, the tool, buying some fancy tool or fancy software to, to help you out. Yeah, those things are going to help you out, but it's not the root thing that you have to focus on. Now, if you get the root thing focused on, which is that priority list, if you're able to, if you're able to get that down pat and you need to add that extra oomph to it, yeah, 
Let's talk about that tool. Let's talk about that software. What, what do we need to get? What do we need to buy to help you get over the top? But the major thing is you've got to nail down that priority list. Acquire new skills. Master those skills. Start getting stronger. Start performing better. Play a highly competitive schedule. Attend trusted third-party showcases. Create your internet footprint. Attend your college camps. That's what's going to get you seen. That's what's going to get you noticed. And that's where that's what's going to get you to the top. Guys, my name is Spiker Helms. This is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. Next episode, Dave is probably going to be with me. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Make sure you give us a review um, on Apple Podcasts. That helps us with the show. I know this is a top rated podcast because you guys are giving us the feedback that we want and it is awesome. The conversations I'm having here in the facility online it is freaking awesome. So keep it up. Um, please share the show. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thank you for watching or listening or both to The Closing Pitch. If you'd like to get your closing pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode